0: Hey guys, how are we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 33. I hope we're all having an absolutely fantastic day today and having a really, really good week. And I wanna say thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. It was a really, really good, fun, and as Michelle said in her stories, we could have stayed on and chatted for hours. It was a really, really good informative chat on improving your lifestyle first and foremost to be able to actually improve your physique long-term. I think Michelle is a really, really good um, example of that. And hopefully that you can take some value from this as well. I also want to say again, thank you for tuning in. I really, really do appreciate it. And for anyone that who has Um, listened first and foremost, sent the podcast to friends, families, or loved ones, or even shared it on their stories, I really, really appreciate it. And the more people that can see or actually hear this podcast, the more people we can help and make a positive influence on their life. So please guys, keep doing that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Or if you're out for a walk or something like that, enjoy it as well. And please do let me know what you think. Hey guys, how we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number thirty-three. We are joined by Michelle Johnson, a fellow Irish over that has moved over to Australia. She is a PT, an online coach, and a competitive bodybuilder, but massively lives a healthy and sustainable lifestyle, which is going to be the, the, the direction, and energy of this podcast for sure. Lifestyle first, and physique after. But I think that she'll be able to give you much better introduction. So, Michelle, how are you
1: today? Good, good. How are you?
0: Very, Thank very you good. me on. No problem at all. So I'd love to give a little bit of a, start off with a little bit of a backstory. So tell me a little bit about you, your journey so far and everything about that. We
1: could be here for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was born and raised in the lovely sunny Southeast of Ireland in Waterford. Um, I lived there until I was 24. um, I went to college there and did a degree in early childhood studies. um, So wanted to be a primary school teacher. Um I left there when I was 24 and I moved to London for a year um, with my ex-partner, um, was a Montessori assistant there for a year, literally earning like seven pounds an hour. Um, that relationship then didn't work out. So um, I didn't really know what to do next. Um, my mom wanted me to come back to Waterford and I just felt like I needed to travel and just um see a bit more of the world. So I had a cousin and he was over in the Gold Coast. Um, So I decided to come over to the Gold Coast, over to my cousin and friend. I was there for maybe six months. And then a lot of um, friends from Waterford, my hometown, came to Perth. So, um, yeah, then I decided to come over to Perth and I haven't left since. So I told my mom, I won't even last maybe six months. And then here we are like nine years later and I'm yeah. still, still here. So, um, yeah, I was in Perth. I've been in Perth for the last nine years. I taught kindy kids for five years of that. So that's how I got my residency. And, um, yeah, then I, uh, Just when I came over, I suppose, I just started to gain um, a bit of weight from drinking, partying, as you do uh, when you go traveling. And I decided then that um, I just didn't want to be living this lifestyle anymore and kind of got into the fitness then from there. So, Mm. yeah.
0: God, you've been over here for for quite a while then, and definitely nicer weather up on both the Gold Coast and Perth than here, as we were touched on before. Actually, for the listeners, we had an earthquake over here a couple of minutes ago, and that kind of goes in line with the bad weather. But great to hear that you've been over there for so long now, and I think that's the story that most people tell. They come over here six months a year, mum, I promise I'll be back, and then eight, nine years later, we're, we're there. But The transition then from kind of you moving from the teacher to a PT, was that all so the the main thing was the kind of the what got you to the point where you feel you needed to change the trajectory? When you're working as the the teacher over in Perth, did you feel what what was it that kind of got you to the point where you feel, you know what, Michelle, this is it. I need to start making a change here.
1: Yeah. So um I love teaching the kids. Like I really enjoyed it. I was in a daycare center for a good few years. Um and when I got into the fitness um, and I did a few shows, I just kind of, I felt like my passion had changed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just thought to myself one day, like, do I really want to be teaching kids for the rest of my life? Like, I love them and I do love teaching like kindy kids, three to four year olds, but I just know how hard and stressful it can be. And then I just think, right, having my own kids and then doing that. So um, yeah, I was with a coach for four years, when I did my bodybuilding shows and I just, it was just a three month course. It's all you need to do full time. So I decided to do that, kind of see where it would take me. I did a nutrition course online too. Um, Yeah, and kind of just said, I'd give it a go. And if things didn't work out, I always had that kind of teaching job to fall back on. Um, but yeah, it ended up, obviously, look, it takes a while to build up the business, but word them out in part, the Irish girls. <laughs> um, I always just find like Irish people, you know, you're an expat over here and we yeah. like to support our own. So yeah. it was like, you know, one or two of the girls came to me and then they were seeing results and then it just spread. Um, so, yeah, I've never really looked back since. But, um, Brilliant. Yeah
0: and stuff and in terms of let's bring it back a little bit further now so when you um were came over here and you said that you were drinking partying all that kind of stuff what was the kind of the the feeling how did you feel in your your physique and your own body your own mindset and your lifestyle what was it that made you go you know what michelle let's get a pt here or let's you know let me just try and improve my lifestyle here what got you to that point
1: yeah so um I'll kind of take it back to even like when I was a child. So growing up as a child, I was a very very fussy yeah. eater. My mom had me at like sixteen. Um, I think the only vegetables I used to eat was raw carrots. Um, my mom used to have to hide bits of broccoli in my mashed potato so to try and get some sort of veggies into me. And she used to tell me they were herbs. So I was like, oh yeah, fine, would eat them. Um, always had then um, problems with my stomach as a child and. I just think growing up in Ireland or just in that time, kind of what, the 80s, 90s, there was no kind of big thing around like, you know, um, foods, Mm. nutritious foods, like good and bad foods, you know, just things like that. So um, in our house, there was always a lot of crisps or chips, as they call them here, Mm -hmm. chocolate, a lot of fizzy drinks. Um, So yeah, I just did not have a great um, diet, but I was always a pretty slim, active, energetic child. Very competitive and always did really well on sports days, um, did Irish dancing as a child. And then my mom was like, right, that's all going to catch up on you, Michelle. You know, that in your your diet is, you know, it's all going to catch up on you, you know, eating the takeaways and the crisps, the chocolate. And I was like, no, no, it won't. And then hit 21, and then, of course, the weight started to go up. So what I started doing was just, um, my dad was after buying a cross trainer and a treadmill, and he put in our garage, so I just started doing a little bit of cardio. Really cleaned up the diet. So just little things like, I used to hate drinking water. So I just Mm -hmm. made myself drink water during the week, and then I would have my fizzy drinks at the weekend.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I just started eating more vegetables. Even though I didn't really like them, I just made myself eat them more. Um, I would cut out like takeaways during the week and just have them at weekends. So, little things like that helped. And I did drop yeah. weight. Um, then I went off to LA for the summer. So, when you do a bit of traveling, you know, exercise goes out the window. It is yeah. a lot of drinking and having a good time. So, put it back a bit back on then in LA for the summer, came back. Then moved to London and I was actually pretty like um petite in London because I didn't drive. I walked everywhere. It was a lot of trains, so I was pretty active. And um at this stage my diet during the week was all right, like a lot of fruit eating vegetables. Um, and then I would just enjoy it a little bit more at the weekends. Mm. So then when I came to Australia, there was no there was nothing around like calorie deficit or you know, <laughs> calories in versus calories out. Yeah. So like I just, yeah, was like, right, I'm eating good. That this is why I'm slim. And then I came to Australia and obviously Watson is active. I was driving around and um yeah, the weight started to creep up yeah. and I can't—I don't even know what weight, weight I was because I never really used to weigh myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm a very short person. I'm five foot one and a half. I think one five, seven centimetres. So like a little bit of weight on me looks massive and it doesn't evenly distribute onto my body. It doesn't go near my lower body. It's always on the upper body. And so, yeah, it started to creep on over the few years. And, you know, you're over in sunny Australia and it's a lot of beach days and wearing like, you know, shorts and little tops. And I just felt so uncomfortable Mm. in my clothes, in pictures. You know, you're getting your friends to delete the pictures because you feel horrible in them. And you really just kind of think, oh, my God, everybody at home is talking about how maybe I've left myself go. And I just felt sluggish and tired and kind of got real lazy and yeah. that was from not exercising and not fueling my body with good nutritious foods like I was just absolutely wrecked going around Um. so when when I was then like I moved over to Perth and obviously the weight was still kind of going up and I remember one of the parents in my daycare center she was a personal trainer And I said, oh, I'm eating like the same kind of foods I was eating in London. Like, I I can't understand why I'm not losing weight. But obviously, again, we didn't we didn't know anything about tracking food in my fitness pal. We didn't know that even though I thought I was eating good, clean foods, I was obviously overeating them and I wasn't then exercising, burning it off. So I remember I signed up with her and she had booked me in for like 6 a.m. sessions. I think I went to one and then I used to just make up excuses for all the other ones like, oh, I have to go into work earlier. Oh, I slept it out and yeah I just could could get into the swing of things so then my I was over here for a few years I wasn't after going on any trips home and my auntie asked me to be bridesmaid for her wedding this was in 2014 so I was like right Shell you need to start doing something you know you're going to be bridesmaid for the wedding and you've been you've been talking about long enough you're not feeling good in yourself stop you know talking about it but not actually doing anything about it you're just you're you're saying to people oh you know I put on weight or I've left my myself go this that and the other but I still was doing nothing about it mm. so um I started we had a little lake across the road from our house uh Lake Monger it was 3.5 kilometers so I would just literally like power walk around that probably on even three days a week and Started, you know, doing the clean eating because I think the few years previous, I was after buying the um Ashy Bynes clean eating guide, but you're was probably eating, you know, huge bowls of like oats, you know, yeah. or like full avocados, and like there's still like, calories, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: and um, I think I was drinking green smoothies for breakfast, but then still, you know, drinking and stuff at the weekends. But I dropped a bit away anyway. I went home for that wedding, the pictures came back. And Josh, I was like, oh, wow. Like just the dress was just not flattering on me. I, even though I was after dropping a bit of weight, I was like, no, like I I just felt horrible in those, in those pictures. So I came back then and um, just kind of started up in the gym days, still just a cardio bunny, bunny, had no clue about weights. And then I had a friend who was changing gyms and I got him to join my gym um, and show me how to lift weights because I wanted to get into the weights room. I was pretty intimidated about going in there. It was just filled with a lot of guys at the time. So I asked my friend to join my gym and just show me how to lift weights. So he we did. He came and joined the gym in, I think it was like that March or April 2016. Show me how to lift some weights. And then I started building muscle pretty quick because you know, first time gains, you build yep. a bit of muscle. I was like, oh, I've, you know, a bit of muscle coming in my arm. <laughs> legs were getting a bit more towed. I was like this is brilliant so I um, went to it was my 30th that October and I went to Bali with my partner and I just said to him when I was over there I was in like pretty good shape at this time and still wanting ever track of my food didn't know if I was eating enough protein and um, nothing like that didn't really know anything about it um, but I said to him oh I'd love to do a bodybuilding show um like one of those bikini comps and he was like oh well why don't you like you should go do it so um when I came back from that trip I then just started looking up coaches and then found a coach that Christmas 2016 here in Perth and yeah then we kind of just made a plan for me to get on stage that the following October 2017 and then I was with that coach for four years um and yeah, that was the start of the competing. So I really only thought I would do maybe like one one show, but got the bulk um, Then no, yeah, that was like <laughs> then the addiction started, and then it just started. Yeah, really, from there. So um, yeah, wasn't Yeah.
0: So I think one thing that was key in, in the thing that you said there was your awareness. I think that some people just don't have. And not not that they don't have it, but they maybe don't understand the awareness is really, really important. Self-awareness of where I'm at right now with my lifestyle, where I'm at right now with my nutrition, my health, my physique. And I think you said, you know what, I'm a little bit aware of maybe this isn't the physique that I want to do. It's the same with you saying, this isn't the the role that I want to be in for the rest of my life with the kids. So you have very good self-awareness, obviously. And then it was all about trying to put an action plan in place for you to try and do. So you went into the gym you started training then you started building a bit bit of muscle and saw some really good results at the beginning was there anything else those kind of um, from a lifestyle perspective like habits that you put in that was like okay in the morning i'm going to get my cardio done first thing in the morning or was it like a food selections or water intake or how did you go from missing the 6 a.m sessions to being absolutely regimented what was it that changed in your mindset and, and habits wise
1: so I think then I started to see the results and I was eating better food. So I just had more energy and, you know, you can very much say like, oh, I'm not a morning person, but you're just telling yourself that, of course you can be Agreed. a morning person. I mean, just go to bed like an hour or two earlier and just sit. I'm there going to
0: record this actually leg. and send it to a couple of clients. <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So many people say, yeah. And it's just like, well, just go to bed that hour earlier, set the alarm. And yes, the first few mornings are going to be a struggle, but I just, um, I peak in the morning. That's when I'm most energetic. Right. Same. And what if you go to work for the day and you have a really crap day and you're really stressed? The last thing kind of you want to do then is, if you're really tired and in a bad mood is go to the gym. I find in the evening time, Absolutely. plus it's super busy in the evening time. So I'm like, get up, get it done in the morning. And it just sets you up for the day. So I just started doing things like that, going to bed a bit earlier, just setting the alarm to get up for those 6 a.m. sessions. I was eating better food, so fueling my body. So um, I just had more energy. Um, and I think just seeing the the results then in my physique, that just drove me a bit more, you know. Um, obviously, then when I met my trainer, um, she got me into tracking foods, eating enough protein. Um, I'm so good for drinking water now. I just carry around a flask and I just guzzle water into me. Um, and yeah, just doing things like that, being more active, you have more energy. I know that sounds so stupid and people think, oh, but how can you do more exercise and have more energy? If you are eating not great foods and, you know, filling your body with processed foods and sleeping like nine, 10 hours and not gymming, like you, you get you you actually have no energy. You're better off going in, doing the gym session. You feel a bit more energetic, same with the foods, you know, that you're fueling into your body. Like they give you energy. So just, um, yeah, doing things like that. It was just, it was kind of a slow process. It's not like it all just happened all at once. It was all yeah. just changing those little bits of habits over time. And I think where people falter is, people aren't consistent so they start something and they're all guns blazing and they go too hard too quick and then after a few weeks in it drops and it's easy just drop back to old habits like I see it all the time with clients where they're you know getting their steps in they're doing their gym sessions they're tracking their food and then after a few weeks it's like they're stop tracking their food. They're not getting the steps in. They, you know, they're starting to miss the gym. They have a big weekend. They miss the gym Monday, Tuesday, and it just rolls on. So I just tell always my clients at the start to just start off small, like really just start off maybe even just getting your steps in, you know? And the main kind of thing really is the nutrition. So if I have clients that come to me and they're like, I just don't have time to focus on the nutrition, but they're like, my training's good. My training's fine. I'm like, okay, just don't train then. Just don't train for a week or two. It's so that hour a day that you're spending training. Why don't you spend that hour sitting down and actually getting your head around my fitness pal, like working it out, reading my guides. And then that is going to help you more rather than, you know, you going into the gym and you're not seeing any results because you have no clue about the nutrition.
0: Yeah. 100%. So a few things as well there that, that I, I picked out was the prioritize in the morning. So you know that you're, again, aware, this word's going to come up quite a bit today, I'm sure. You're aware that you you and myself both um have more energy in the morning time. So we yeah. know that that's an area that we need to prioritize um, productivity. You know, Big prioritization tasks need to be there, i.e. your training, maybe check-ins, PT, these kind of things. I think that some people don't understand when of the day is their most productive time and that's when you need to load in the most high priority things if that's even if we're talking about work like a big deadline you have to meet are you going to put that work at 9 p.m on a Tuesday and Thursday evening no of no, course not, no. because that's well if that's I when you're most productive
1: I was doing it at that time I'm like no
0: 100 so it's it's understanding being aware of what time you're most energetic at and putting your training sessions. The second thing you said as well, which is very important, how, when you when you wake up at let's say 6, 8, 6, 7 a.m., whatever, and you hit the alarm and you get up, the likelihood of you not go, going to that session in the morning is, is way less than you not going to the session at 8 or 9 p.m. in the evening or 7 p.m. or something. So yeah. I think that if you're, adherence is an issue. I always try and say, I did a, a startup with a new client there the other day. They said, I, I'm usually trained about 7, 8pm, but I'm being inconsistent. I want to get into morning sessions. It wasn't a question. We put the nutrition around the morning sessions always. So yeah. always do that. And then consistency, the huge word that is the most important oh, thing. Yeah. Just trying to not bite off more than you can chew. Five weight sessions a week, three cardio sessions, 15K steps. And yeah, six... it's too
1: much all too soon at once. And then burnout, yeah. their body is like, I'm exhausted from going from nothing to 100 miles an hour, you know? Yeah.
0: And then when we said to them, Oh, it's going to make you feel much better, more energized. They're like, Oh, Michelle said it's going to make me more energized. Now I feel absolutely awful because i've I've done too much so understanding that it is baby steps you know if you are starting from nothing and start to build rather than going all in and then you can't go anywhere so if you're if you start training six days a week you can't go to seven eight sessions a week etc so i think there's a phrase i think 28 days 28 days builds a habit i think it's 28 days it may be incorrect um, but think of that next month ahead of you. So if you guys are sitting here right now and going, you know what, I'm in that same position that Michelle was and I was as well a, cu- a couple of years ago where I need to make a lifestyle change. Think of the next 28 days as 28 opportunities in front of you. Try not to do too much too early and then try to just execute the task at hand for sure.
1: Yeah, like small little tasks, you know, like this week I'm going to hit like 8 to 10 K sets. Next Mm -hmm. week, I'm going to, like, make sure I'm eating enough protein. Just literally, like, things like that. Next week, week three, I'm going to make sure I'm drinking enough water. Just... Even if you have to scale it back to like basics like that, it's definitely just going to you know work long yeah. term. One thing actually I actually forgot to say was um, a huge thing was cutting back on the alcohol. <laughs> that was The <laughs> key, key thing you forgot. <laughs> a huge thing I forgot because I can just see it here in my notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I used to obviously be drinking every weekend, and it's like, look, of course you can go out and you know have a few drinks and enjoy it, but um, you know, going out binge drinking every weekend waking up on the Sunday and then I used to, no joke, be ordering like McDonald's, Big Mac meals, at like 10 in the morning. (laughs) And you'd be on the couch all day and that evening you're ordering pizzas. And you're then you're, you know, eating that and then it rolls into monday tuesday wednesday so just things like yeah i will go out with the weekend and have a few drinks i don't do it every weekend like i do love my few glasses of red wine but i just make sure like i'll just you know a few weekends i won't drink and then i might track in like a few glasses of red wine yeah and just yeah like changing your drinks maybe going to like i go to like maybe pink gin or the vodka soda and then not doing the dog on it so that when you wake up the next day, even if I am feeling a little bit like hairy and a little bit not too good, I will get up, I'll drink heaps of water. I'll make myself a nice breakfast of like, you know, toast and eggs and bacon, some avocado. I'll have that. And then later on that day, I'll even go for a walk and I'll order just even like a Zambreros or Nando's or just something that's, you know, I'm not going to feel like horrible after it, but, um, just things like that, like little, little choices, you know, like I, I say to my girls, look, if you want to go out on a weekend, you can, but your results are going to be a lot less like the, your body's going to burn off the alcohol first before it's burning off fat. So you're just slowing down your progress, but I'd never tell anybody to like completely cut anything out. So, I mean, socializing is a big thing. And obviously there is a big, like drinking culture. So um it's okay to go out and do it and enjoy it, but in moderation.
0: Yeah. And I think a key phrase was don't do the dog on it. Something I've gotten much, yeah. much, much better. It's just, I can't, you know, like I'm sure you're the same as well. Yeah, and, and most people listen <laughs> to this probably can't as well, but they still do. Like I can't like turn like up day to day Monday. Hangover. I can't turn up on Monday and have all check-ins and not giving them the same energies as I give them on Friday. So that's something to think about, but just trying to be somewhat mindful of consumption. You can still go and have an amazing time, socialize, be, have a great time, but not absolutely hammer yourself into the floor so that the next, like you said, four days is going to be unproductive. It's a skill. I was never yeah. able to do that for a long, long, long. Yeah, time. yeah. The older I get, I think, um, the, and maybe a little bit, slightly more wiser, that I can understand yeah. now that that we can you can go and still have fun, but not absolutely hammer yourself. Yeah. And Some of the the drink selection choices there that was actually quite an interesting topic. So rather than going out and having a lot of Irish people listen to this six Guinness or something Fine. like that, yeah, what do you potentially have, or or what are the drinks that you may have drank before and maybe are a little bit more uh, specific with now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I even like, I remember I used to drink Guinness years ago, just like a, a half pint or a midi here and there, but it's 300 calories per pint of Guinness. I remember yeah. tracking it in one day and think, well, what? And same with the wine, like it adds up. Like adds a up, bottle yeah. of wine is 600 calories. Yeah. Like if you like having wine, of course, track it in, but just be aware that there's like 600 calories in it, you know? So yeah. maybe, uh, if I'm in a dieting phase, Obviously, when I'm doing a show, I'm not drinking alcohol at all. But if I'm in a dieting phase and I want to have a glass or two of wine, I'll just make room for it.
0: Yeah. And what are the other ones you said? Um, vodka, I do like tonic or-, soda
1: or like vodka soda. Um, But then people need to remember if you're coming off like pints and, you know, things don't be going out like then smashing the. The gin and the because it's so easy with the vodka soda because it's just like a glass of water. Yeah, and I'm a big guzzler with water anyway, so it's so easy just to feel like <laughs> yeah. a glass of water, and then you're yeah. like, te- you know, ten pockets later, you're like, oh, okay, I need to maybe start slowing down here and yeah. need to relax. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, it's definitely doable. Like I, I've I've done it for years now. I definitely don't drink anywhere near as much as I do now, um, and always, I'm sure that you feel the same. That there's a true reflection in your. Your mindset your energy your health your yeah, physique in particular after,
1: i just like it affects know? yeah your food choices it affects your energy levels it affects mm. everything so yes i am social butterfly and i do like going out from time to time but i do mindful choose, you know, yeah i'm just mindful, mindful. just yeah. choose when i go out because because i just know it just you know it, and it can make you really anxious and stuff too Agreed, and yeah. you're a bit you know depressed and anxious for a few days yeah. after it's not a good feeling
0: Big time, big time. It's very important to to understand and be aware of that as well. And just not say, why am I feeling like this? And just keep doing the same stuff over and over and over again.
1: Especially when you're in your like early 20s and stuff. That's kind of what you're doing a lot of the time, you know?
0: Yeah. And we've talked about these kind of small lifestyle shifts that we've put into practice and understanding about caloric intakes and pulling ourselves back from drinking and starting our weight sessions and doing more, drinking more water regularly and hitting our step count. So we started to put these these lifestyle changes into practice. When was the moment that you started to feel shit? You know what? I can I can feel much better. My energy is better. My mood is better. My sleep is better. My stress levels is lower, and my physique is starting to improve. When when was that kind of a light bulb moment for you?
1: I think just I suppose um, prepping maybe for my first show, um, and as I said, I had a coach for four years, so just feeling like. Did you
0: sorry sorry to interrupt. Did you know you were? Uh, I'm actually in good enough shape to go for that show or did were you like you know what i don't even care if what i look like i just want to give it a crack
1: yeah yeah so like we went into a bit of a calorie surplus so after i met my coach that december 2016 we decided to go into a bit of a calorie surplus and build muscle Um, and she told me like you know basically no cardio cut that down and then we just slowly increase my calories but in the meantime during that kind of summer june july i had a wedding on at home two weddings one in the april and one in the june so i went back to ireland for nine weeks Mm -hmm. so i ended on actually putting on a lot more body fat than than i was meant to because i was back there for nine weeks i wasn't working and we were just kind of traveling and so when i came back i remember i came back and we were going straight into like a 15 week prep for my first show and then even my coach was like, oh, what happened? Like, you really, you really enjoyed that holiday. Yeah. Like, you really know, did too much. And I was like, oh. But um, no, I didn't know. Like, I wasn't going in thinking I would win or I just wanted to do it. I just yeah. wanted to put my body through it. Like, could I okay. be disciplined? So me and my friend were actually talking about this yesterday. I remember I went up and I told her, I've signed up to a coach. I really want to do a bodybuilding show. And I'm going to do it next year. And she said, when I left the house, it was like a Friday night. We were having a glass of wine, whatever. I went home and she turned around to one of the other girls and was like, she won't do that show. No way. Like, no way. She is a social butterfly. She loves her drinks at the weekend. She'll have FOMO not going out. There's no way. And I remember after doing that first show, she came to me, she's like, I'm just so proud. Like, I really just didn't think you would <laughs> you'd make it. Like, not drink for 15 weeks and really just, you know, be that committed. Yeah. So, and um, yeah, I wasn't expecting to go in and win the show or that I just wanted to do it as an experience just to to learn about prepping for a show to see how far I could push my body. Um, yeah. And yeah, like I, I actually came in like so lean, so good for that show because no joke. Um, at the time, my coach gave me a meal plan and I stuck to that for the 15 weeks and it literally was one of those. Like, Didn't
0: change the whole time or?
1: So she changed one or two things, but I was just dropping so well on it. Yeah, like, I think, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix think it. The calories weren't even low; they were like maybe at sixteen hundred, which were mm-hmm. fine. And but it was a lot of the chicken and broccoli, and so I did that, and I came in so lean for it, and um, I I didn't place because I naturally have kind of like a wide back, and I have big quads and big calves. So they told me that I was more figure, so to maybe move up to figure. But um, after that prep, I realized I was eating the chicken like dry with the broccoli and no sauces on any of the foods. And then afterwards, I remember I seen my my coach cooking and she was cooking her meat in some like stock and had a bit of sauce. And I was like, are you not prepping? Like, how are you putting the sauce? And she was like, you can put like a bit of sauce on and I was like you you tell me this now like literally a year or two <laughs> after and I ate dried chicken and broccoli for woman. 15 weeks you know yeah. um but yeah so that that's kind of I continued on then and um we we went into then a second prep for a show the following March 18 um and I moved up to figure and then that's when I actually placed like first in figure novice then I took a year out bulk came back the following April 2019 19 yeah yep. and i placed second in figure open um, amazing yeah so obviously was not eating my chicken and broccoli i was all about <laughs> tracking my food and my fitness pal like flexible Stuff. dieting and um and then, yeah, then I obviously took a bit of time off and I decided, because with the figure girls, I just looked at like the pros and they're like pretty jacked girl. Yeah. Um, and I just was like, right, I'm too big for bikini. I genetically just have like big calves, a broad back. I can't make my calves any smaller. I can't make my yeah. back any smaller because, you know, my calves were from Irish dancing. I don't even train them. So how can you make them smaller? And same with, I just naturally have a broad back. So I couldn't make them smaller for bikini. And I just felt the figure girls were just a bit too big and jacked. So then I saw people doing the WBFF, which is the world's beauty um, fitness one. And I, they were a bit more just- In between? Yeah, in between. And then nice. they had a they had a category. There was bikini fitness and um figure. So you could come down a notch and do the fitness. Fitness.
0: Okay. Cool. Um,
1: and they just weren't sprayed as dark with the tan and their bikinis were a bit more glam. And it was just it was a Good bit you. more yeah. Good but yeah. a bit of me, which I just thought, oh yeah, like I'm actually going to try this out. And when I went into that, I I am so competitive. I always say like I don't think I'm going to place, but then I get close, and I'm like, if I don't place top three, you know, I am very like yeah. competitive, and I just yeah, I like I I just would never change. So I came second um, in the in the fitness diva for that, Amazing. and I was actually prepping again. I'm sure you would have seen stories yeah. to do the July show when I was doing doing fortunes Yeah. Yeah, I did it April 2020 that WBFF one this year. And there was a July show a few weeks later and I thought, all right, they just told me to come back leaner. That was it because I was actually having some gut issues at the time of that prep. Mm -hmm. So um, peak week and on the day of that um, show, my coach couldn't really give me much food because she was just worried that my gut was just going to blow up stomach was just really bloated on stage so I felt like I looked really flat but I mean I still came second, so I can't Mm. do pretty well about that so I decided to go for the July one and I was doing it quietly and I was I just went hell for leather and in no joke like four weeks into that prep I was so lean so shredded and then of course COVID comes along Mm ruining everything and yeah that show got cancelled and then obviously the October show got cancelled now so that's kind of yeah be done with the compete until kind of 2023 obviously I'm still going to work on my physique I just can't commit to another prep until then yeah Um, I just am due to get married in um in june 2023 and my brother gets married next year and you need to be really committed uh, to be doing those preps so i'm like right i'll just go off work on my yeah. leg and body parts exactly then, we'll, That's we'll good mindset. The body parts then in 2023
0: yeah amazing i'll be definitely definitely watching your journey for sure um and hopefully that you you will and by the way the way things have gone so far it sounds like it's definitely definitely achievable and i think that an yeah. improvement season now for you will be big for you maybe a blessing in disguise that you need to take off that amount of time and really no, bring up yeah. the parts that you do need to bring off. um but one thing that I did want to touch on was um what you felt you learned from the shows Um, from a kind of a mindset and just character perspective you touched on the word discipline and i think that the discipline that is in sports that's in body composition is probably one of the most beneficial things from it the physique alone and we'll touch on touch on lifestyle all that kind of stuff that the physique is after that but the discipline that you get from waking up for that cardio session for not missing a step for not missing cardio or a calorie out of place was that the main thing that you found you learned and was there anything else that you felt that you learned about yourself in those in that first prep and any prep after that
1: yeah just that really like that you know I can be so committed and if I really put my mind to something then of course I can do it and as I said I was only planning on doing one show I didn't think I'd do back-to-back shows or do so many but um yeah even like I find the first few weeks are fine you just get up. you have you know goals to meet you need to get your sessions in no matter how tired you are you need to get your steps in and to me like I don't want to be on that stage knowing that I came like third or i didn't place because i didn't put the effort in so you yeah. want to get up there knowing you gave like 120 mm-hmm. percent. and of course it's tough you know you have to give up a lot of um there's a lot of sacrifices with it like at weekends you're saying no to social events Um, you know you're really strict yeah. with your foods and but like as the preps go on i found kind of after the first prep they get easier as they go on because you just get more used to it you yeah. kind of know um how far you need to push, you know, what your body's capable of. And I, I have been lucky with my shows, I found, and my coach used to always say this, that I can get pretty lean um, on mm. higher calories and I can get pretty lean pretty quick. Um, yeah. Like I don't hold the weight of my lower body and I used to um, have teammates and they would have to be like pounding it on the stepper yeah. for like an hour a day for the last few weeks to try bring in their leg lines because I would, eat, would have them from the get-go, you know? Okay um so yeah what was I saying there oh yeah and then um no I've totally lost my train to talk <laughs> don't worry
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll remind you so this is the the discipline that you the
1: discipline yeah so as the preps go on and <laughs> um, I found they got easier um and then I kind of got used to so for example I would have the last prep I would have one free meal every week and I made sure I had that with my partner every week so yeah you nice. know before I remember I did a prep I think it was maybe my third what I did and I was so tired and so moody and I was taking out my partner and I was really snappy with my friends and I was doing a house share at the time with another couple and I was so moody with them and that, you know one of the girls there was constantly baking you know she's baking like apple crumbles every Sunday and I'm just there with my little like you know tracted meal just smelling it yeah. and I remember after that my partner was like Shell, seriously like no more of these preps like I can't but they're just too much you know but yeah. this prep that I was like no Shell. if you're tired and you're hungry like he didn't ask you to sign up for this your friends didn't ask you to sign up for this you need to just get on with it you need to just yeah you're tired yeah you're hungry but you know you signed up you want to do the show so you need to just get on and mm. get on with it so even like yeah with, with Pa, um, I would always just have that free meal with him and then my friends are always really good they know from me doing a few shows if they want to see me it's either with with me doing a gym session or we'd be going for yeah. a walk and i'd be getting a black coffee and that's just yeah. how it was so um yeah you just you do kind of see kind of what you're capable of and yeah. what you can do but like you do need to have a really good um relationship S- support network and support network number one yeah 100 um and you do need to have a really good relationship, I think, with food um, yeah, and coach and be able to like reverse our property. Because even I found after doing the last show, the two back to back preps and my calories got very, very low mm. with that second prep, because I literally sat at maintenance maybe for two, three weeks and I had to go back into a deficit. So they had to come down really low. And I, I remember when that show got cancelled or oh, like you're just we're kind of nerdy getting into those kind of bingy kind of Mm. like you know that mindset whereas I was like just so hungry I felt like eating the whole house down and you have to just try like control yourself and not be kind of just eating everything in sight so yeah um yeah, it is good for people to do an experience, but you also need to not throw yourself into it if you don't have a good relationship with food. Yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm mindful of the time now, so I'm going to finish off oh, with two, yeah. two questions. <laughs> it goes no, no, so quick. <laughs> no, do not worry at all. This has been really, really good. Two two uh, quick fire questions or two two questions anyway. It does not have to be quick fire of course. If you were coaching, imagine the old Michelle from that time period where she was maybe two years into Perth and she had been drinking and clubbing and doing everything, uh, the stuff that you do not do right now, what would you kind of tell her? What would you um, ideally tell her or start implementing immediately um, to benefit from? What would be the main kind of bang for your buck things for, for her?
1: Well, um, I was lucky. And to be honest, um, I would tell her exactly what she did was sign up to a coach. Yes, (laughs) I did that straight away. And I stayed with her for four years. Um, So I didn't just think I could go off and do it by myself. Like, I think people think, oh, I'll sign up to a coach maybe for a few weeks and they think they can go off and do it themselves. So Mm. by me getting a coach from the get go, when I got into the competing or got into my fitness journey and i stayed with her for the four years that just helped me like heaps yeah. so i definitely would advise Rims. that anybody and just like i said kind of before just starting off small like you know doing your right this week i'm going to drink more water next week i'm going to get some steps in um and i really just push on and i know i'm a coach and i'm really kind of trying to sell us here josh but um <laughs> getting a coach and just learn so much from them like i stayed with yeah. zoe for four years because I felt like even after four years I was still learning loads from her yeah and even though I went off into the course and I became a coach myself it was just so good for her to make the decisions because I would I used to do it myself where I'd start the prep and I'd pull my calories down too low and then my body was getting stressed out and I wasn't really dropping it and she's like why are you pulling your calories down so low you know that doesn't work for you like we need to just do Mm. it slowly that so things like that you know where I was making pushing too much cardio and I stress my body out and she's like no no like we need to have room to go somewhere in a few weeks into this prep like you need to back yeah. off and let's just start so that's got a huge thing like even if you just spent the money for like six months and just learned what you can from a coach because I feel like in years to come it's going to stand to you you know you can't be tracking your food All the time for the rest of your life, you need to be able to build the knowledge around nutrition that Mm -hmm. you know in years to come. You can just go off and try intuitively eat and yeah, yeah, just like after learning those really good habits of you know eating enough protein, drinking enough water, getting your steps in, just like that.
0: Brilliant stuff. Yeah, I think couldn't couldn't agree with you more on that one for sure. I think a lot of people will spend, and I wish I had got, I wish I had done what you did and get aj my coach i'm with him now closing in in a year and there's no doubt i'll be with him for four plus years and just taking that emotional decision making out of our hands because you can be as well on the other side i know you said you were going probably too hard with the cardio that's something that i see a lot a couple of guys over the last week or so saying they're eating 1700 calories and not making results and then we pull them all the way up to 2500 and immediately they start to drop 0.7 0.8 kilos a week but i think that the key is to take that decision making out of our hands and just allow us to do yes. the stuff that we love and allow you guys to do stuff that you love train hard and eat <laughs> they're the yeah, two things everyone loves to do
1: investment and even for those last two preps i easily could have prepped myself but i'm like no i'd rather just pay kids, um, out of my hands like she yeah. can just make the decisions because even for that second prep when the calories got down really low i know for a fact i would have never put them down that low yeah so he was like look it's just literally for two or three weeks we need to do this so I was just glad that I just left somebody else because there's one less stress to deal with when you're prepping you know yes
0: absolutely and the less less stress you have the more success I would say um so final question and we will let you go after this Michelle yeah yeah what are your I always ask this to every guest that we get on so what are the three kind of non-negotiables that you would have in everyday life that you literally could not live without
1: Okay. So what I do every day is I have two dogs, as I'm sure you've seen in my story. So I walk them every day for 30 minutes. And I always listen to a podcast or an audible book because I'm very time poor. I'm really busy with clients in the gym, online clients. So if I sit down and read a book, like number one, I don't really have much time for that. Number two, I'll fall asleep if I'm reading the book. <laughs> yeah. So I just find it better if I'm out walking the dogs for that 30 minutes and I'm learning while I'm listening to the podcast. Yeah. To be honest, it really is just like a de-stressor, time for me to like reset, just get out, get some vitamin D, mm-hmm. so that's what I might always do. And when you have dogs, I find you feel guilty if you don't walk them every day. So yeah. that 30 minute walk, I always do. And um, second would probably be water. Like I'm here now with my huge, yep. big um, flask. Um, and I just carry it around all the time. So even if you leave it in the car, the water doesn't get um, warm. You have it there. So I just always drink water in between clients. So I drink heats of it, probably too much. Um, and I suppose third one, I'm always really conscious and aware. And what I really embed into my clients is just if you want to build muscle um, and feel fuller for longer and just to have so many benefits, the protein. Mm. But I'm always make sure that I get enough protein in during the day. So without even me tracking, I will make sure I'm having protein breakfast, lunch, dinner, one protein snack. And then that's kind of me hitting around that 120 grams of protein. So they're like just tips that I tell my clients. So if you were kind of eating breakfast with no protein, lunch with no protein, dinner with no protein, you're shooting yourself, in the yeah. foot and you're going to be chasing your tail all day trying to get your protein in so straight away yeah. think breakfast right what can i have that's protein and then build your meal around it, and same with lunch dinner and then the protein snack so just things like that because i know obviously with me building muscle and wanting to progress and do another show in two years i need to work on my lagging and body parts so I need to make yeah. sure I'm off
0: of i remember i remember you put it up maybe on a story post something like that where you said I build my meal around the protein. Was that, am yeah, I, yeah, am I right it, or was that you? Yeah, yeah,
1: literally. I thought yeah. that was a really nice, uh, place,
0: yeah. a nice phrase to use because that's usually the last thing. And what do you, yeah. Josh, how the hell do I eat my protein Take Okay, let's have, have a look at your food list. Uh, Cocoa pops or bran flakes with milk in the morning. Okay, yeah, that's your no yeah,
1: first off. No so no. usually
0: it's the morning in particular. And um, so having something in there and building it around the meal is a really nice, nice thought process for sure.
1: Yeah um yeah same with that i just say to the girls like right if they're having oats i'm like okay where's your protein at like where yeah. is that what you yeah. know? You need to yeah put that in the oats or put the protein powder in the shaker or just think right protein for breakfast eggs like bacon you know just things like that and i find if they don't do those little tips then they are chasing their tail for the rest of the day so it's just 100 percent things to think of.
0: 100%. So, listen, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to jump on today. We won't keep you any longer. No problem at all. You, Thanks just, for just, having
1: me. This is my first podcast. So. Yeah, you did
0: really well. 10 out of 10, 100%. Thanks. Where can people find you? Where can people get you at?
1: usually on instagram it's um mj fitness and nutrition on there um yeah that's kind of the main one you can just pop me a message on there or i have the website as well the mj fitness and nutrition so yeah i do um clients in the gym here in perth and also online as well so
0: Brilliant stuff. So again, thank you so much for taking the time. It was really, really good uh, meeting you first and foremost, face-to-face or as as close to -to face-to-face as you can uh, and chatting everything through. It's brilliant to chat to you.
1: Great. Thanks so much.
0: Cheers, Michelle. Thank you.